You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, so moving ahead, day off today, a couple of afternoon tilts as we have a couple of Central Division games tomorrow in Winnipeg. That is a 2 p.m. local start, and then they fly to Minnesota and finish up against the uh, Wild. Sean, you were correct as far as the Jake Ottinger getting the game in Columbus. And w- do you see Wedgwood going Saturday? What's your what's your look? And by the way, I do yeah, want yeah. I do want to say also real quick because I forgot to put this. You know, when you have Jake Ottinger, I understand two early goals and everything like that. But then, you know, you have to look at the whole game. And those those two goals, you know, the first one was a little bit of a deflection, kind of a quirky goal. The second one was an odd man breakout. But, you know, he made some key saves in this, you know. I mean, when you finish the game and you've only allowed two goals, you give your team a hell of a chance to win. Yeah, it's um, – there's something about it. It's, it's present. Um, it's – I'm trying to remember – the game and I, and I'm trying to remember the exact story and I can't remember, but there's a famous story about Patrick Waugh, right? Where from the, uh, it's from the, it's either the 86 or 93. This would be a good Luds question. I keep giving you homework here. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's either, it's either eight from either 86 or 93 um, when they, they won the cup. And I, there's a story about Patrick Waugh that I've heard told by people before about how, there would be times where he would they'd be losing or whatever they'd be in the locker room or whatever and he would just tell the team another one's not getting in give me two like you like you, like you're not going to have to do any more like like we could be down 2-1 right now but another one's not getting in and that is a elite best goalie in the world type mentality that some thrive on and some get shaken on. Um, Jack Campbell, who I really hope for Jack Campbell, the Me person, because he's a really great person. And I know he's struggling with the, uh, he's been struggling with the Oilers and has had some personal life struggles that he's been open up a little bit more about when he was in Toronto and everything. And, but Jack Campbell is a goalie who mentally has always struggled with you let up two goals and it turns into four. Jake Ottinger lets up two and he has that natural and everything. For Jake, everything resets every whistle for Jake Ottinger. Like if you if you ever want to kind of watch Jake Ottinger, it's kind of a cool experiment. 
if you watch goalies, um, and it's impossible to see the complete, but if it's possible to completely see the internal of a person, but the external. Um, goalies often live, and it's very cliche to say this, but goalies often can live whistle to whistle, where it goes, you're locked in, you're hyper-focused, whistle goes, and that's when you take a you take a twirl to the corner, you take a drink of water, and everything is at moment zero at that point, and it just resets. Um, I don't know any baseball pitchers super well, so I, I would imagine maybe there's something similar for baseball pitchers. That's just me speaking out of my ass. But um, but Ottinger has that. He lets up a goal. He lets up a goal. The Stars score at the other end. The puck goes out of play. He makes a great glove save. Jake Ottinger has the same, does the exact same thing every whistle. And that natural reset to me is just a, like kind of an embodiment of how well he doesn't let what happened before impact him either positively or negatively. He's always on that line of I'm going to stop the next shot. And that is why the stars have been able to continue to get away with slow starts in this Jamie Ben era. That's why they, because of Ottinger, mm-hmm. because of what Ben Bishop did during some of the lean years, we saw how much it could break Kari Lettinen, how much it broke some of Kari Lettinen's backups. Like it is a incredible asset. The stars have in, in, in Ottinger that it, it's like, it's terribly cliche to say, but it's just true. Like he doesn't let your problems snowball. And if the stars had a snowball goalie, um, Spencer Martin last night, Spencer Martin's a fine story and he plays well, played well last night, but there's, there are some goals last night where he allowed blue jackets problems to snowball the Duchesne goal. He's got to stop that one. You can't let that trickle through Yeah, things like that, where Ottinger doesn't do that. I mean, like I went through it. I still, I still have a hard time finding more than one bad goal that Ottinger let up this year. Um, the, four on four goal in the first game against Columbus, the one that kind of trickled through him. But in that same game against Columbus, he makes one of the saves of the year on that yeah. kind of uh, on that glove save. Yeah, he's home. dialed in. So I'm, this is just me singing praise to Jake Hunter. I so. love it. He deserves it. No, he, he absolutely uh, deserves it. Right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Before we let you go, um, two quick hitters uh, from around the NHL because we love to talk about uh, some things happening around uh, the league. Okay, so on a previous podcast, when Andrew um, Manciapani cross-checked while on the ground Jared McCannon of the Seattle Kraken, McCann was in a similar spot as Mark Stone didn't do anything to provoke it, and we said that's a replica of the Jamie Benn situation mm-hmm. in the playoffs against Vegas. Jamie Ben gets two games in a yeah. high leverage situation. And Sean and I were saying at least two games, NHL comes out just one game. What were your thoughts? 
I mean, the sliding scale, and I hate that there is a, uh, I don't like the sliding scale at times, but it definitely, it should apply where you're like, okay, two playoff games, that's, that should be a four, that should have been a four gamer. Like yeah. that, that should have been a, that should have been a four gamer. Um, that's, I, I, I was, I was, I was amazed that it was only one game. That's. I thought at minimum you had the easy comp of, well, you could look what happened with Ben and Stone and just go two, even though it would have been wrong. Still shouldn't need to be more, but it, I, I don't get how that's only one game. And then how at the same time, and now Charlie McAvoy should have been suspended, right? Like I, I'm not disagreeing with Charlie McAvoy right. being suspended. He for got four, four. Games. Yeah. He got four, but at the same time, you're like, Okay, when Charlie McAvoy is appealing his suspension to try get, to get it down to three games, and I can see why Charlie McAvoy would want to appeal when other things like this are only getting one game. Like the, the scales of justice are very wonky here. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. It was almost an exact replica. I mean, higher stakes in the playoffs, but and that's such a dangerous play that two-handed you know, cross check against the neck. That is so dangerous, you know, especially when the player's on the ground and, and defenseless. The other thing that I wanted to mention is two of Gavin's teams are tanking right now, Edmonton and Toronto. And I'm not going to give up on them, Sean, but those to me are massive stories. And for those that don't know, the Toronto Maple Leafs are very similar to the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Yankees in that the center of the hockey universe as far as press and articles, everything in Canada, it's major Maple Leafs. So for what's happening there, and then we go to Edmonton with the greatest player in the game and what's happening there. I mean, just massive story, Sean, as far as these teams not being able to get going. I thought the Leafs looked amazing early in the season, but these teams are on just major losing streaks was the Super Bowl last night. It was it was it was 32nd versus 31st between San Jose and yeah, Edmonton. Yeah. The Oilers the Oilers lost to the Sharks. That, who, uh, that is just amazing. And I I mean we talked about the Sharks being rock bottom back-to-back games where you allow 20 combined goals in back-to-back games. If that's rock bottom, what are you if you're the team that loses to that team and you have the best player in the world? That's I uh, mean it's I, the Edmonton, the Edmonton situation is, I, I think the long-term implications in Edmonton are more potentially disastrous than the ones in Toronto. Because this Toronto team is kind of built to be a one-year experiment anyway, right? Like yeah. um, Max Domi, Tyler Bertuzzi, John Klingberg, um, they loaded up on guys on these one-year deals um, just and kind of left themselves the ju- the wiggle room to to figure it out and, and make up for it. Edmonton is more so of this type of season, the seeds of doubt and everything like that. Like at some point when do you start to push away Connor McDavid or in Leon Dreisaitl's commitment to the planet Edmonton? Obviously it's not something where they can walk right now. They both have extended time on their deals right now. Like let's see, uh, 
they both they both have multiple years left on their deals and everything like that. But at some point, if you're and I'm not even saying you could trade them or whatever, but like dry cycle in particular, right? That's yeah. the easy one to talk about. He's got he's under contract this year and next year. Like mm-hmm. if are the seeds of doubt for dry cycle that it's that Edmonton is part of the plan. And right. so is he going to try to exit after next season? And if if he doesn't think the plan is working in Edmonton, what does McDavid think when yeah. McDavid's going to be in McDavid's got uh, signed for one one year beyond what Drysaddle signed for? The uh, the Oilers not being able to deliver a cup based off all of the first round picks they had based off getting yeah. all of this, them not being able to deliver a cup in the McDavid era, McDavid Dreisaitl era and everything like that, following what happened with uh, when they had Taylor Hall and all that other stuff. Like it's one of the, it's going to be one of the great failures in hockey history. Absolutely. To not, for them to not, to not win a cup. And, and I kind of feel for Jay Woodcroft because I think, you know, I think the Oilers yeah. have had some good runs in the playoffs too. Um, mm-hmm. And just all of a sudden, and you know, so, the guy that I'm looking at, Sean, if if this continues for the Oilers, is Matthias Ekholm. And mm-hmm. the reason I say that is, you know, big trade last year, acquire him. He's got, after this season, two more years left, and this would take some finagling as far as, did I say that right, finagling? But finagling. Finagling, there yeah. you go, close <laughs> enough. Finagling as far as his contract, but two years after this at 6.25, that's a pretty good defenseman that you could put around the trade deadline and get some, I think you could get some assets back. Yeah. And he's got, he's got the really weird, uh, he's got partial retained salary too. Like it's, it's something along the lines of like some silly number with the retained salary that Nashville kept, not a lot, just a little bit. So, um, but I, I could definitely see him in play. Um, it's also going to be, this is, the other question on all of this is if you're the Oilers, have you, is, have you, have you, is it time to give up on Ken Holland? Because Ken Holland has shown, um, Ken, Ken Holland was part of the, he's actually in the hockey hall of fame already. Yeah. Um, and he's and, the one that and, built and, Detroit. Yeah. Him and others. Him and others, but Ken Holland has never had success in the salary cap era. Right. Ever. Interesting. Yeah, that's a great and, point. And so, like, the, the Detroit team, even the Detroit team that, even his last Detroit team that won in 2008, um, that team, that was technically, technically, that team was technically in the salary cap era, but that team was still largely built before the before the cap went into place it was kind of you were still it was kind of a weird area where so since we've lived in the full cap era the red wings we see the hole the red wings have had to dig themselves out of because ken holland couldn't manage a salary cap team we've seen the oilers in his four plus years there been unable to take advantage of having the best player in the world in the salary cap era and it's something that i think Stars fans should probably just think about, and it's, I'm not just like, and this is not to just like completely kiss ass on Jim Nill, but just Jim Nill is a GM who 
has figured out the cap era. He thinks about the cap. He manages it properly. He does a lot of things right in that way. I Ken Holland is someone who's came in at the right time in Detroit, was able to flex some money that that the Red Wings allowed, but there was no system that kept everyone on the even playing field. And when that happens, it exposes flaws. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sean, your insights are amazing. Uh, Shap Shots, you can sign up and get Sean's thoughts on the stars, EP Ringside, D Magazine, great book for the holiday season called We Win Here, a real cool look at some Texas star stories as well as some Dallas star stories. So the good shopping for the stars fan in your life to uh, pick up uh, Sean's uh, book. And uh, also wanted to highlight, once again, we had Brad Lukovich on yesterday, and he was tremendous. We played it at the beginning of the podcast. Here's my radio recall again, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) So we had that. But I also wanted to point out, last week we also had Jeff Kay on. And Jeff's a good dude, does a great job, Sean, with uh, the PA. And he's also the voice at AT AT&T Stadium now for the Cowboys. But it's, you know, it's so funny when you get feedback from different interviews. And the Jeff Kay interview got a ton of feedback as far as inside what he has to go through as far as game notes, pronunciations. By the way, Sean, um, he was told it's Dodonoff and Hermiro, and I think this is American, it's Haskinen. However, I will give the caveat to Spitz and Suds listeners that one Sean Shapiro flew over to Finland and got the correct pronunciation of or the Finnish pronunciation of Heiskanen. Is that correct, sir? That is how it has been pronounced when I'm in Finland. Yes. I mean, one of my favorite Finland stories is the time of uh, so it's Gavin, how do you pronounce number 26 who's hanging in the rafters? Lettinen. It's close. Um, I was at the Hockey Finland offices in Finland, and I'm talking to the front receptionist, and I asked to see... I asked to see Yuri and uh, they're like, and I pronounced it so bad. They had no idea who I was talking about. It's Yuri Lettinen is, is, is what it is, is, wow. is how it's pronounced. Yuri Lettinen. And that's me attempting to do it properly in Finnish. And I can't, but that's still is that's as close as I can get. And it is amazing how uh, some of these uh, names come over and we try to pronounce them. And, and just like, we don't know how to, read them in American sometimes. Like for example, I uh I I do my best whenever I write about Yanni Hockenpah, I try to make sure I get the the umlauts over the A's. Right? Yeah, impressive. I didn't I didn't grow up seeing that and seeing, oh, I have to pronounce that A differently because of the umlaut. Like it's it's one of those things where with, with these with the names guys coming over and into a country and everything like that, that is uh so Jeff's moral of the story is Jeff's job isn't easy to get it right in right. front of 18,000 people each night. So, yeah. and he does a good job. So, but, but you realize Sean, that everyone listening, including this guy now realizes that they're called umlauts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to act smart, but I'm like, Ooh, they're called umlauts. See, this is the kind of stuff you learn on spits and suds. Even the host. <laughs> All right. You're a beast. You this is, this go. has been, this has been the grammar hour. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely talking some hockey sharing some laughs stars win big weekend ahead my friend we will talk to you soon 
And for Spits and Suds listeners, please subscribe. So that way it comes right to your phone because we're producing all these episodes. And so that way you don't have to chase and say, oh, my God, or miss an episode because we got some great interviews upcoming, too. I'm really excited about the uh, upcoming weeks. Uh, Hannah Bilka, who's playing in the uh, USA versus Canada, uh, kind of tourney scrimmages. And uh, uh, they're on the West Coast. And she's going to join us in a couple of weeks, hopefully. She's now playing for Ohio State, leading scorer. And she'll be playing professional hockey next year. So we're really excited to talk to the Capel native. Uh, and some more great guests upcoming right here on Spits and Suds. Have a great day, everyone, and we will talk to you this weekend.